watching the stream. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I and I am him, the one and only Steel Rain. And you are now locked in, tuned in into the most outrageous morning show, the Living yep, Split Screen Podcast, where we keep it live, raw, uncut, authentic, organic, and kick it into your weekend with gaming news, topics, and just illustrious details that only me and Pong can bring you. Look. I got one of the most uncanny gentlemen that you can find across any neighborhood, any street, across <laughs> any community. The guy that is filled with knowledge. It is yeah, just a treat to be around, man. Look, one of the, my brother from another man, one Look. of the greats, the guy who puts the soul in Pong. Pong's soul. What's going on, brother? You know what? I just felt some incredible, like, rain hit me, right? <laughs> and, you're, and you're setting expectations. The most outrageous, did you say, show? Yeah, it's outrageous, man. We're outrageous. Man, you're setting us up, man. You're, you're setting us up. I, hey, we look, got to. We're taking it to the next level, man. Tired of downplaying it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Steel, there ain't nothing better than hearing my hype man. Steel Rain, get on the mic on a Saturday morning and say what he's going to say just like you did because, man, if I'm not awake already, you definitely wake me up, and I know you're waking up the chat. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, look, episode 13, welcome everybody to Living Split Screen. Gamers across the world, we just had our Christmas. Yes. My hype. My hype level is still through the roof uh, from all the content that we saw, all the new games, man. You know what? Not every Brave brought their A game, okay? And no. in fact, there was a lot of people that probably didn't even need to show up to E3 this year, but they still showed up, okay? Thanks. So that's, that, that's fine. But what we did get out of this is a whole lot of new and exciting looks into the future. Yeah. And, and for me... That's what I wanted to see. And especially, again, you know, we've talked about it, Steel, but yeah. you know what? You know, Xbox brought it. A Xbox has been in training. Uh, you know, I said this on Boom Show the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they've been training for the heavyweight title fight. Oh, okay? yeah. They, we, we know they've been oh, in training for years, right? Uh, they showed up. They showed up in shape uh, and ready to show us exactly what they've been working on. Oh, and Nintendo, Nintendo came, you know, you know, they're in the lightweight division, the middleweight division, but they showed up too, you know, and they gave their fans something to be excited about. Not everything. Nintendo's Nintendo's never going to give their fans everything. Nintendo's want, Nintendo. Right? We'll definitely talk about that for sure. That, that, that's right. That's right. Um, you know, and then, and then we had some smaller showcases. Yeah, I didn't have my revolver. Uh, mm -hmm. They always show up. They're ready, right? They, they know what they uh, are. They know my, what they uh, do. And they showed up again this year. on my mic. Future game show showed us some good stuff too. I could tell, I could tell right away on um, my you know voice. What? I'm like, oh Overall, shoot, I forgot to say up my filter oh e3 <laughs> if you if you just look at it as a whole it sounds good. Uh, it still you sounds know, good you might give it an average a below average grade but if you dig deep you look at what was shown and you just look at the games for what they are mm -hmm. it was a really really great show uh and there is sure. some exciting times ahead for all of us so again chat here. it is amazing to see you all already yeah, i'm hearing my man. it has been a great week i'm back to my wolfman look you i can hear me over the good. stream i haven't had time stop I haven't had time to stop, okay. Steel. We've been talking so much. We've been on shows. We've been doing, oh, man, it's been crazy. But I'm glad to be here today, and I can't wait to get down to it. So, Steel, why don't you kick us off? Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing, what you've been playing, if anything, 
and uh, we'll go from there. Well, um, other than uh, the Twitch porn that's been going on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta go which, there. Which we'll, which we'll, which we'll definitely talk about later on the show. But uh, I, man, I know, I, I know you're into the horse head. Oh, uh, uh, hey man, horse pigeon head, head horse head, <laughs> dino head, whatever, it, whatever it takes, right? Uh, but we'll, no, we'll definitely talk about that because there's uh, some concerns as far as. Uh, how I feel about it, um, and how it's overall impacting the community as us as gamers. Uh, so you know, we also got we always got to get the personal topics out there. But other than that, man, uh, just to kind of touch on what you were saying with E three, um, I, we definitely want to discuss a little bit of that. Uh, I guess we'll probably lead off with that after we talk about our upcoming games because this week right. we do have some upcoming. Um, but well, we'll definitely touch into that. Maybe uh, get, we're probably more more than likely give you a quick breakdown. Uh, maybe again go through uh, the individual shows, give us our two, maybe three stunners or whatever the case might be um everybody's been talking through about it throughout the week but it has been interesting to see what everybody's stunners again uh were so that's gonna be dope uh but as far as me man uh i haven't had much time to really game either, but the time that i have had to sit down game and really get some time in has been in some guilty gear strive on pc man look jealous i'm jealous if y'all have if y'all are a fan of Guilty Gear, if you're a fan of Arc's work and just what they bring to the table, the net code is incredible. Getting being able to get online, pick a character, take your character a little serious, maybe hop in the dojo, get some training in or whatever the case might be, just so that you have an overall understanding of what your character can do on, on some simple side. You can still hop into some rank play. And the great thing about the rank play, right, man, is and it's one of the greatest things that I've noticed about this fighting game oh, is yeah. that it puts you in this rank system that is completely dependent on your level of skill. So at, after every match that you have, right? Man, I can't tell you how great this is. After every match that you have, it kind of grades you, right? It tells you what you're good at, what you need to work on, whatever, whatever. Okay. Uh, but based on your winning or losing, it'll put you in these, it'll set you up in a tower, right? And each tower, I believe it goes up to like 10 or whatever the case might be. It may go higher than that. Uh, I hadn't really paid attention. I'm on like floor five or six in between there, just because I haven't been too serious about it or whatever. But what it is essentially is, Every level that you move up in this tower is completely based off of how you do. So if you go in, you start losing or whatever the case might be, it'll move you down a level uh, and it'll continuously move up or down depending on how you do. What it's trying to do is, and what I've noticed because it's done it pretty well so far, is that if you're doing really well, you can't go into the lower brackets. It'll lock the lower brackets off. You have no access to them. So, so you can't beat up on easy people, right? Um, but what it'll also do is that it always gives you the opportunity to go to whatever floor you want to above whatever current floor you're on. So it's kind of gives you that space to, if you want some more skilled players to fight against, you get that. And you also get more experience for fighting those players. So um, you have a level-based system. You have a level uh, system also in place uh, where people can see how much time you've pretty much invested in the game. It's kind of one of those where, you know, how you get into these, some of these rank-based game types or whatever the case, and you, they give you a level or whatever, and a lot of the times it's not, the level's not, 
it, does, it doesn't determine how good you are as a player. It's not based off your KD or whatever. It's just like an experience bar. It's kind of like that. So you kind of get an idea of how long people have been playing or whatever the case might be. So it's dope, man. But uh, I've been going hard with Ram Lethal or Ram Lethal, as some people may call it. Valentine, she is my girl. I love her. The double the double great sword that she has that are floating with little monsters that eat her hat after every match is just so amazing <laughs> to me. Uh, again, when I get into these fighting games, man, I like to pick my one or two characters that I really lo love and I really enjoy and really want to play with. And then I'll just, you know, take it from there. I've never, like, been overly serious about fighting games, but this one, Guilty Gear Strive, has definitely brought those roots back for me and has me heavily invested. Now, with that being said, I've also been wanting to get into some back into some Biomutant. I don't care what anybody says. I keep hearing people downplay this damn game, but... I'm kind of glad that I haven't had the exact opportunity to jump back into it fully because I got I'm over like 10 hours, almost maybe around 15 hours in now, and they keep dropping updates. And of course they are, right? I mean, you got to tweak things, you got to move down the road and adjust things as you go. And I just think that that is amazing because now when I jump back into it, me still being kind of early in the game, and I've heard from Ainsley, shot the Porsche Power uh, from the Big Cast and everything. I'll be live with them this afternoon, right after the show, actually. Um, oh, so stay tuned oh, for that. Look at that. <laughs> oh, you hey, hide and seek. Hey, hey, check this, oh, check this okay. out. Check this out. I, I see this. Check no, this no, out. No, no. And then Paul will be live on the Dragons then the night also. But anyway, um, but uh so we yeah you get you get a lot of split screen action today but it, anyway i'm kind of glad that i haven't been able to fully delve in because these updates keep coming out and they're adding uh, adjusting to the game um so that's been great and i'm the kind of player man once i play a singles player story or a solo uh a solo player experience one time that's it i'm not jumping back in i'm not doing new game plus the only games that have ever got me to do that have had co-op experiences within them for example, like Dark Souls, uh, Gears of War, Halo, those kinds of experiences have always had gave me an opportunity or kind of a want to jump back in. But other than that, man, that's me. That's been my week. Other than work and everything else, it's just been it's been was a wild E three week to start off everything. Been kind of uh, crazy at work or whatever the case. But that's about it. Um, be before we get into the upcoming games, man, Pong, have you been able to get some game time in? What you been gaming on, man? Yeah, man, I definitely have. Um, I, you know, not not as much as I wanted to. We got a really busy week too. I, again, I, we we keep talking about this every week, but it just seems like life's getting busy again and getting back to normal. And, and right. so, so my game time has has decreased from where it was last year for sure. But um, I, I was able to hop back into Biomutant as well, uh, just to uh, kind of piggyback off of what you were just talking about, Steel. These updates uh, aren't just regular updates. Um, I want to say that, too. Uh, it really seems like the developers listening to community feedback, and they're really trying to adjust the game uh, based upon that feedback and give people uh, kind of what they've, they have they wanted. Um, and, and I think that's always a good thing. Yeah, developers nowadays I, I mean fixes patches they're always going to be a part of games unfortunately we've gotten to that point or fortunately uh because games that are broken can be fixed 
versus back in the day when they could not. We right. just had to live with them. Um, but there's some developers who seem to listen to the community and put a priority um, on some of those quality of life features and stuff uh, that people have been asking for. And this dev, uh, you know, uh, 101 or experiment 101, uh, they really have done that uh, with each one of these patches. But Biomutant is in a fantastic game. Uh, give it a try. I know not every game's for everybody, so I never speak for everyone. Right. But don't sure. listen. Well, yeah, exactly. But just don't listen to the hate out there. Those people are trying to speak for everybody too. Um, you know, listen. I would say try it and see if you enjoy it, and get through the first uh, hour or two where the game really opens up, um, and then judge it for what it is. Only if you uh, have interest, though. Correct. Only if you have interest. Uh, but again, if it is something that you've been on the fence about, I would definitely dive in. Um, yeah. If I, you know, I would tell somebody who's on the fence, wondering if they should or not, I would say do it uh, because I think you're going to find something enjoyable there, um, and it is it is a great experience. And the more I get into it, the more beautiful uh, the world becomes, and I love it uh, a lot. So I have been able to do that. Uh, played some more Fantasy Star Online too. I know uh, one of your uh, one of your faves. Um, oh yeah. I, I'm really liking it. Uh, let's put it that way. Um, they have definitely updated and upgraded uh, almost everything in the game. Is it still a little janky? Yes. I think Fantasy Star Online will always be kind of janky. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, if you are a Fantasy Star Online uh, fan or if you're looking for a new MMO to try, uh, this is one to hop into. Um, you know, I'm getting used to the new uh, kind of. I don't want to say controls because the controls are kind it's of similar, but there way. are, yeah, but there it are some new mechanics. There yeah. are some new mechanics uh, and some of the things like the auto aim kind of feel a little bit different than the, than, than the other one. Right. Uh, but, but once I've gotten used to it, it is really a cool MMO and I I'm enjoying it. So I hopped into that. Um, and then, ID at Xbox. Uh, they they dropped forty demos this week. Yes, they um, did. After the show, uh, awesome. so I've hopped into some of those. Man, um, you know I'm a big player. Uh, I like to play a lot of different games. I don't finish a lot of games because of it, but that's not me. I, I just like to experience different worlds. So I'm going to try a little bit of everything. So I've tried Sable. Um, real quick on Sable. About the highlights, yeah, thanks. Oh man, yeah. Talk about Sable. Um, it, it, it's got some hiccups to it. It's definitely an indie title. Um, you know, I'm gonna say performance wise, like you know, you you'll notice a couple things here and there. But overall, the experience is the best way to describe it is if like I had to give a game, if I had to use a game to define Sublime, I would call Sable Sublime. Uh, okay. just from the the simplistic graphics, which are just gorgeous right. um to just the the music is so fitting to everything that you're doing in the game it's just a relaxing chill game to sit down and play okay uh Fair. you know there there, there, is, there is some you know there you know, just traveling across this desert world uh looking at all the different colors the palette the color palette is absolutely incredible a lot of pastels right. but they use them in really cool ways um depending on what area you're in but just traveling on your speeder and i call it a speeder because it got a speeder Pretty bike it's kind of what it is it's it's just 
it's so cool. It's just so cool. So I took a bunch of screenshots. I'll probably be posting them on Twitter sometime this weekend. Um, absolutely love Sublime. I also hopped into Tunic. Uh, Tunic is going to be a game that grabs a whole lot of people. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a game that grabs me. I enjoyed the demo, but it is definitely, if you've been listening to other people out there, it is definitely a Souls-like Zelda. Okay, Okay. so if if that piques your interest, go try this demo. Uh, Fantastic demo. Um, Really well done. You can tell uh, the developer. I forget him off the top of my head. It's an independent. He's a single developer. This is another one of those single single guy projects. Um, Single single guy projects. Um, But man, this game is polished. Feels really good. The combat is spot on. Um, you do have to learn uh, the different uh, enemies, and you have to learn their patterns. In Andrew order to get Showdice. There you go. Thank you very much, Steele. I appreciate that, man. Um, but you can tell this guy's been working on it for an extremely long time and has put all the effort into it. Um, really good game. So if you like, if, if Souls like Zelda piques your interest, go try out Tunic. I gotta look. I tried tried a bunch of different ones. Oh, uh, what else did I try? Oh, Echo Generation. Echo Generation has been showed a few times. It's got that tourist uh, style graphics, that kind of pixel block uh, look to it. Um, anybody who's played the tourist before, awesome indie game, by the way. Um, but uh, Echo Generation, it's kind of like a, 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 a Stranger Days uh, kind of RPG with okay. kids, and you gotta go collect comic books and stuff. And a nice short demo. Um, finished it in probably like, you know, probably like 20 minutes, 25 minute demo. Okay. Um, but really, really gave you a good idea of what the game's about. Really fun. Um, the writing is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, voice acting and it. it's all script. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it piqued my interest. There's a lot of cool things. The battles are fun. Uh, they're, they're a turn-based battle system. Okay. Uh, but go check out Ener- Echo Generation. Got a really good vibe to it. I, I really, uh, Really recommend go trying that one. Um, and then I hopped into, um, and I can't talk a whole lot about it, but it's coming out this weekend, and we're going to talk about this in the upcoming games for the week. But I did I did get a chance to try out Dark Alliance um, coming out this week on Game Pass. Okay. Uh, that's the new Dungeons & Dragons, Dark Alliance, based upon a world that I am extremely familiar with uh the characters in there drizzet uh caddy mm-hmm. uh wolfgar and um and brunar the dwarf mm-hmm. um i am very familiar with i've read a lot of the books a lot of the books so for me it's a little bit more special um mm-hmm. but uh you know we'll talk a little bit more in the upcoming games this week but it's coming to game pass co-op multiplayer loot system uh kind of like uh dark uh uh vermintide um Warhammer. Do you, do you get to see your loot that you get. You get the when you equip it and everything else. It makes it okay, yes. awesome, awesome. Yes, that, that has me interested. You know, I like the look. I gotta have my aesthetic. If you're gonna give me some looks, I know you. If you're gonna give me some loot, I need some aesthetics. <laughs> no, it definitely gives you aesthetics. So, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But another co-op multiplayer coming to Game Pass. So I've been playing that. Um, I think that's about it. Of course, get my NBA 2K21 on in every hey, once in a while. Be consistent, man. You know, I'm tell still, you. still doing that. Still doing that. Still rocking that out. You know, <laughs> building up my, my team. Even though I'm never going to play online. I just like playing against a computer and Play with Dealer. Man. Shout out to Dealer right. Gamer. Yeah, Much love I, you, do have to, I do have to hit him up. It's been a while. So uh, he, he, did, uh, he did mention that when I <laughs> snuck in the back door on RDX earlier this week. So, uh, yeah, I got to hit him up and uh, play a little co-op there. But, yeah, no, uh, that's been pretty much my week. 
uh, just tasting a little bit here and there of things. But man, <sighs> look, look, Steel, we got so many games coming. It's not even funny. And yeah, they man. just added, they just added to the buffet this week. So, uh, you know, that. we should. No, we should probably dive into uh, what's coming up this week. Um, definitely, we definitely releases. will, man. You definitely, yeah, again, yeah. you uh, you never surprise me week by week when you come in here with uh, with the things that you've been touching on. Again, that's what makes you amazing. You like to touch on different things. Um, and then, you know, I can I consider myself to kind of be the reins because uh, as y'all see, we're, I got some origami playing in the background. Saw the, <clears> saw the hype for some origami too, right? And me and Pawn jumped in and got into the first origami. It actually has crossplay, which is crazy. And what's also very crazy is that it worked first try. No problems, no issues. It was like we were just in a match and it worked. Um, no, no, tell them the even crazier part. What, what, what was the even crazier part? There was no lag. There was no issues. We just found each other. Oh yeah, because the way it's set up, you can't, you can't, like, you can't send invites, whatever the case might be. Maybe if you could, if you're on the same con- if you're on the same console, but. Um, as far as like the crossplay goes, like you, one person has to host a match, and then the other player has to go in and search for the room, I guess. And it was like, as uh, soon as he hit search, he was already in my room. And we were sitting there. I was asking him, like, "Yo, I think there's somebody random in my room." He was like, "Oh, well, I got this PC player in my room," and I was like, "Oh, that's probably you then." <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, our gummy awesome. guys, go check it out. Definitely. You guys remember Ten- Tenchu back in the day? Uh, style ninja. If you like that sneaking around and using the shadows, uh, this game's got some magic to it where you get powers and you can yeah. upgrade. It's got some skill trees to it um, where you can upgrade. But man, as a co-op game, it's uh, it's, it is dope. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so definitely, sure. definitely looking to hop in there at some point. Hopefully this weekend we can get in there, and maybe wrap that up, finish it up, see how that story uh, unfolds. Because I'm kind of I'm kind of wary about the princess chick, man. I don't know what's going on, but she got she the wrong with her. I. She has a question. Something wrong with her. She ain't normal. Her her words are indicating, yeah, that she might that she might be the one that's actually locked up. (laughs) She might be the powerful being. But anyway, uh, that's on another note, man. Excellent, always excellent to hear from what you got to say. Again, well, we'll definitely hop in some more about uh, E3 and everything. Our last final thoughts, um, as you know from the title. But with that being said. As Pong has stated, we're going to roll into your upcoming games uh, that are coming up through today, which is June 19th, all the way up to June 26th. So um, definitely stay tuned for that. We got a, we definitely got a hit coming out next week uh, that I know me and Pong are both very excited to jump into. I am I'm actually I don't believe it's going. I don't believe it's a co-op experience. I believe it's only single player um, where you got a team and everything. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to it a little bit. Other than that, man, I'm going to go ahead and switch screens because I know I still got to set this page up when I get to it. And get us rocking and rolling, Pong. If you want to go ahead and talk a little bit, get your, yes, get, your get us locked in and loaded, man, while I pull this up. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, so we got through E3 week. Uh, so we had a little bit of a, a lull in the uh, games uh, launching, but this week is definitely uh, picking up. Yes. So it's good. It's good to see this. And man, from here on out for the rest of the year, it's going to get crazy. So, oh, yeah. all right, let's start off. All right, so let's start off the game with what I was just talking about, which is Dark Alliance. Uh, this is a co-op uh, multiplayer uh it is a third person view um and like i said you do get Dope. loot it's based upon 
uh, Dungeons and Dragons, a subsection of that Forgotten Realms. Um, uh, and again, uh, the main characters in this are Drizzt. Uh, Drizzt, yeah. it, it, people pronounce it different ways. Duerden, he is a dark elf. Um, and then you've got Cadibri. Um, and so Drizzt is your kind of like, uh, he's your melee uh, character. He's your, he's... There's, there's that. Um, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but unfortunately, uh, all the everything else that we had lined up for you all is not going to be able to be presented. Um, unfortunately, don't know what that's about. It is what it is. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm out of the zone. Rock and now, roll, so. <laughs> rock and roll, brother. All right, I'll. Do, hey, man, no, no big deal. No big deal. We. We'll just uh, we'll power through this. Everything be fine. So let's uh, let's rock and roll. Hey, chat. Thanks for sticking it out with us. Uh, sorry about this. Obviously, things out of our control. This is what happens when you go live. This is this this is what you deal with. So it is what it is. But we appreciate every single one of you for sticking around. Uh, you know, Steel's frustrated, but you know what? That, that's okay. Uh, th- these things happen, and there's nothing we could do about it. Um, so again, uh, you know. Where we left off was just kind of talking about, uh, we had just started talking about uh, our final thoughts on E3. Um, And we were going to kind of just kind of play off of each other back and forth uh, about what we saw, about some of our highlights, um, lowlights, whatever it may be. So again, uh, again, welcome back to Living Split Screen, episode 13. Uh, So E3, uh, again, some of the highlights, uh, I guess for me, uh, what I was talking about uh, when we figured out that nobody could see us was that um, E3 overall, uh, I got to say, some people might have found it to be average, uh, maybe below average. And I totally understand why that is. I, I, I get it. If you just looked at the shows, uh, there there was more meh than there was really good stuff. Right. So but I think if you deep dive those shows, you're going to find a bunch of really, really exciting things in there. Um, and what I mean by that is that the the content that we are starting to see, we saw a bunch of original IPs coming. Uh, we saw some really creative things at work uh, behind the scenes. Um, and w- where that's coming from is that we're just starting to see the tip of the iceberg, some of the first ripples uh, of what happened last year especially in the growth in the industry. Right now, there are more people, more talent, more companies, more money in this industry than at any time in history. Um, And and those ripples are going to continue to expand out. We're going to be seeing them two years, three years, four years, even five years out from now. Um, And and again, E3 this year was just a start, a, a little taste of what we are going to come to expect uh, going into what Steel Steel has talked about, I have talked about many people. Mav, fun speculation, aka shout out to you, brother. I see you in the chat. Um, have have been saying the golden age of gaming is upon us, and there's a reason why we believe that um, that this is a golden age is because these w- when you get this much movement and you get this much momentum in an industry, you're going to see a lot of fantastic things happen, um, and this E3 you know, again, gave us a little glimpse into what's coming. Um, You know, obviously Xbox showed out. Obviously they came to play. They were the heavyweights, right? They, they, they've been preparing for this time. Um, And even though a lot of stuff got pushed, 
you know, a lot of that stuff that we were supposed to see last year got pushed into this year. Then you got other, you know, teams that have continued to work through, uh, you know, the, the, the pandemic and have gotten to the point where they're ready to start showing things. So now you kind of got a backlog of things all kind of coming together. Um, you know, on top of the stuff that's still being pushed out, we understand that there's still going to be some games uh, that are pushed out further uh, into next year and the years beyond. But right now we're starting to see that come to fruition where a lot of these things that we were supposed to see last year, we're now seeing a lot of stuff that still is going to make this year and make the deadlines. We're starting to see that as well. So Xbox showed out because they had a lot of that stuff ready. Um, you know, and Nintendo, Nintendo, obviously, again, as a lightweight, middleweight kind of contender at this point, they're, they're giving their fans a little piece of, of what they wanted, you know, with a 2d Metroid, uh, Metroid, uh, not everybody wanted that. You know, a lot of people wanted the, the Metroid prime four, uh, which was announced years and years ago, but you know what? They're getting dread dread was announced freaking. I think it was like something like crazy, like 15 years ago, 19 years ago, Dread was announced and never showed up. And now they're finally getting a 2D version of that. So a lot of people are excited about that. Um, you know, again, as we touched on, Devolver Digital came to play this year as well, showed off a lot of great indie titles, a lot of great smaller stuff. Ubisoft showed up. We're getting Extraction, uh, which does pique my interest because it looks like they took what they've what they've learned from Rainbow Six uh you know siege and they're putting it into a uh what looks to be kind of a fun uh interesting multiplayer right Mm co-op multiplayer so um you know and i just think overall e3 this year uh if you look at it as a whole maybe underwhelmed but if you take the individual pieces that were there i think we got a lot um and again i think no matter what at the end of the day you're gonna find there was something for everybody at this e3 uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, again, there, there, we have a bigger, a bigger gamer base than ever before in the industry. Three billion people estimated worldwide between you know mobile and everything else. And so, what we're seeing is this diversity grow uh, with the games um, and the type of content that we're receiving. So, anybody jumping into gaming right now um, is going to be able to look through, you know, no matter where they're playing and find something for them, find something that interests them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously with, with game pass uh, being Microsoft's vehicle, uh, their platform right now, that's expanding the market even more because now the barriers to entry into this industry get lower and lower and lower every year. Um, so I think overall E3 for me, uh, just showed a tip of what, you know, the tip of the iceberg of what we've got coming to us in, during this generation, at least. Um, and uh, again, with all of this happening and with all these people and all this money and all this time and resources being put in, we're going to see leaps ahead. We're going to see things innovate. We're going to see a lot greater emphasis put on to what's next in the future, uh, and that pushes the industry even further. So we might see some leaps that we never expected to see uh, come to, you know, come come to pass this time around just because so many people are focused on making this industry even bigger than it already is. Uh, and that's a good thing for us gamers. Gamers are winning. E3 was a showcase that showed that gamers are winning and it is a great time to be here right now. So I, I guess that's my starting point for E3. Uh, Steel, what do you got? What, what do you, what do you think overall? Um, for me overall, uh, E3, E3 was, 
was solid, man. Uh, the experience overall was one of those things. Uh, every E3, I never go into it um, expecting the moon and the stars and everything. I always go into it with level expectations. Uh, just excited as a gamer for the overall experience in itself. Um, ever since I was young, I was always interested in what E3 was about. Uh, being able to get those interviews through IGN, um, getting those papers with uh Game Informer, whatever the case might be, and many other magazines that would cover it, um, or maybe even getting up those bootleg, uh, you know, DVDs or whatever the case, to see um, people's uh, different people's experiences with E3 and these different type of games events um, has, has always excited me. So with this E3, just because of all the smoke that's been been handed out over the years, honestly, if it wasn't for Microsoft this time around, fortunately or unfortunately for some, they saved it. Uh, Microsoft put E3 in its backpack and carried it and kept it on a on a very high mantle, uh, along with you could say Nintendo and along with uh, some of Ubisoft because they um, they I've seen I saw a lot of companies seem to have some solid momentum, have some solid as I should say pacing within their shows, and that's what's been missing with a lot of uh, what we get in the gaming space nowadays. We get these unpaced shows, people that try to be. Uh, like easy to relate to and they're not right so to see the proper representation this time around uh with e3 and everything it was an exciting thing to see um just to kind of again to, to go through my notes a little bit uh rainbow six extraction was was, was dope uh from ubisoft writers republic and Va the Valhalla continuing to get updates uh were definitely some key points that i took away from ubisoft uh, moving into Devolver, uh, the main thing that I took from Devolver was Death's Door. It looks extremely interesting to me to see another uh, roguelite style of game, uh, soul style of game. Uh, give you that adverse combat and everything looks extremely dope. You're like a little crow, uh, you know, that representing death or whatever. You are death and you're going through these levels and everything. I like what they were presenting there. Um, Gearbox, again, uh, was another one for me. The biggest thing is the, the fact that they're able to play that line of being corny, but also being funny uh, to the point where it works for them. Like undoubtedly, like I can't, I can't say that it was corny, whatever the case might be, because it worked. It made me laugh. It made me chuckle. It, it gave, it brought, brought out the, what I feel is like the lightheartedness of what gaming is about. And they represented that very well. Uh, you know, they, let's not take all of, let's not take ourselves seriously. We know what we bring to this and everything. So that that had me excited it was funny it was uh it was a hoop whatever you want to call it uh i thoroughly enjoyed what uh devolver brought to the scene gearbox is when we found out that godfall was not built from the ground up per se for the ps5 it's also coming out for the playstation 4 so look out for that if you're coming if you're if you still have that playstation 4 so we found us some some truths that we maybe weren't planning to find out uh, unfortunately and it is what it is it just seems <laughs> like things in the background as far as sony is going uh, are a little more deeper rooted than they're coming across uh, again that's a whole different conversation that we can have and then the main thing that gearbox attracted me with was homeworld um it's an expansive space rts again that's one uh, RTS that if it comes back, real-time strategy game, that if it came back, I probably would jump into just because it was one of the... I'm not going to say it was one of the first that I jumped into, but it was one of the ones that definitely had me spend hundreds, if not thousands, of hours in. So 
again, if seeing that and the home world, whole home world three coming back or home world three being made, uh, sounds really dope. I didn't like the fact that they talked about it several times over and over again. It's, again, just kind of displayed that they didn't have a lot to show otherwise. So it is what it is moving forward. Uh, I believe we'll go into Xbox. Xbox was, again, like I said at the beginning of my little spiel, um, if Xbox was in there, E3 would have probably been pretty dead. Uh, honestly, from seeing my, my highlights from Xbox, again, like I, I had always announced, uh, I was looking forward to see what Halo Infinite was going to bring. Uh, and this is something that I want to bring up because I had a little I had a little argument, a little dispute with somebody late yesterday because um, they were saying that, oh, uh, what we saw from Halo was CGI. And I had to tell him, no, it wasn't. It was not CGI. And then he tried to uh, try to prove me, uh, prove, prove me wrong or whatever the case might be. I was like, look, man, you can say whatever you want to say. But what we were shown was in game engine gameplay. That's they're using that single camera angle the same thing that they use like in uh like they did in god of war 2018 they're doing the same thing in halo infinite as far as the campaign goes so what you saw in that trailer is how the game is going to look and that got me excited seeing it's a uh, huge compliment to 343 when people yes. are saying that it was cgi that's and, a and huge it, compliment and it's crazy and it's crazy to me that y'all don't understand that y'all are actually paying like y'all gave 343 all this flack and all this smoke and everything and now you're saying that their trailer that they showed you that is in game engine gameplay assets that is based off their single camera angle that they're using again base kind of based off of if you want a big example of that god of war 2018 is a huge boon to 343 and what they're doing they raised that mantle up uh they evoked again they always always the reason i'm gonna bring halo back up into this whole e3 conversation because halo has evoked emotion within me that now every time especially with this trailer that he had with cortana 2.0 or whatever you want to call it uh, could be cortana's sister could be a an ai based off of, uh, a previous version of cortana that could be on there's there's a whole other slew of information out there uh that we could dive into that i don't want to go i don't want to go delve dive too far but seeing the amount of emotion that was invoked in that scene has especially following that up with the multiplayer and everything that we've seen out of that um and how enthralling it was to me personally again brings back those halo 2 3 vibes brings back that old bungee vibe again i don't want to say i don't want to i don't want to get it like mix it up with oh they're trying to be bungee now no three i think three four three has finally found where they needed to be at uh it could be there could be so many factors that roll into that again uh like i keep saying they don't have over a thousand they didn't have over a thousand people working on this for nothing uh there was obviously microsoft understood how important halo was and three four three understood how important it was to get this right and to see them finally present something that the masses because it's not just a circle or whatever the case might be the masses are now paying attention to halo again is exciting you see devs from 343 coming out and saying uh on twitter and whatnot are saying hey we're ecstatic it's it's brought us such good energy to see that what we brought to you guys in the, in the during E3 has reinvigorated the hype for Halo. Very so now the energy is up for them. This is what they needed to make sure that they got that uh, they, they can work towards release and put out 
a excellent product. Again, uh, a lot of people are still on the fence of whether it might be delayed or if it's gonna get pushed back. Again, with this energy that we have now put forth, I feel like they're now on the right path. Uh, whether it gets released in September to get that early release in, or it gets released in December at the latest to, uh, to get the late release in, I feel like Halo is coming out this year. Uh, but overall, Halo has invoked emotions within me that now every time that I hear Halo or it's talked about or whatever the case, it makes me feel some kind of way personally. Um, kind of like, you know, you you see that hot girl or whatever and she gives you butterflies before you go up to talk to her. It's kind of one of those things. Uh, I haven't felt that from Halo since Halo 4 for me personally. I know many other people say, oh, I didn't haven't felt that since 2 or 3. I haven't felt that way since Chief had that scene with Cortana when Cortana was telling him goodbye, essentially. Uh, that evoked that same emotion out of me. This trailer has done that same, has brought all those feelings back, gave me all the memories, gave me uh, the thousands of hours that I've spent within the world, uh, the thousands of hours that I've spent playing competitively. Uh, I'm super excited for Halo. Cannot wait for it to be, uh, to, to release. I'm in the insider program. I'm ready for it to drop. Uh, nah, I'm not you about are. to cry 108, uh, even <laughs> though during that trailer, I'm not going front to y'all. It did bring a little tear to my eye. Like I said on all Xbox Ultimate, it definitely brought a tear to my eye. I'm excited. I am ecstatic because people try to underestimate what Halo means and that, oh, in the world that we're in now, Halo doesn't have space. They're proving you wrong again and again and again. People have tried to give Halo flack for years and again and again is proven to you why it's one of the number one first person shooters out there in existence that is on one single platform. So, uh, other than that, Forza Horizon, again, as a race uh, simulation racing fan, so extremely surprised me, mainly because, not because I wasn't expecting for Playground Games to put this out, but because, again, we were at that whole Moore's Law thing, right? Where everybody was like, oh, we've reached the top of graphics. We can't go any further. Uh, we, it, things can't get any better. It's all about the feelings in games. And I agree with that. It is about the feeling in games now. We want to be able to feel our games, get, that, get the full experience out of our games. But having to look at that trailer and questioning whether this is an image that was taken and expecting for some person to walk on the screen to then see cars roll into the scene, slide into the scene, was insane to me. Playground Games is not playing. That Forza Tech engine is not a joke. And I have high expectations for what they're going to be able to do with Fable because they're doing this with the current existing Forza Tech engine, not their new engine. They're doing it with the current Forza Tech engine towards the end of the current generation of consoles. Six months, not even a year into the console release. Like, y'all have to understand that this game is going to be coming out just, uh, just a little after a year, if not going into a year of these next-gen consoles releasing. That is insane for us to be getting the type of quality that we're getting already from what we can tell. We'll see what they actually change within the game, whether it's uh, they make it a little deeper. Again, I've had my own little gripes with fours or whatever the case might be as far as like the in-between races because I like to do my ranked multiplayer gameplay, uh, get my multiplayer gaming in. But 
other than that, those are the those were the like the steal the show moments for me. I have had some other other ones, but we, me and Pawn, both talked about that in our last episode where we broke down all the everything that happened during E3. So definitely check that out after this show when y'all get a chance. And uh, after that, I believe it was Square Enix. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy looked dope again. I feel like that's the way that it needed to go. A uh, single player experience story-based experience i feel like that's probably what they should have done similarly to a uh to avengers just to make sure that, because the story in avengers was great i liked it i thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was it was a solid experience it's just the multiplayer that falls off the end game that falls off the lack of customization and viability and giving you a reason to grind for whatever that you're trying to get uh at the end of the game wasn't there uh babylon fall seemed rough and needs to go back in the oven final fantasy i'm interested in it though uh just to put that out there the game the combat looked like it was interesting but it needs to go back in the oven using the excuse that oh uh i'm not gonna say it's an excuse because i'm not a dev excuse me but saying that oh the art style well we tried to go for a oil paint sketch kind of art style no you tried to go for something that's not working put it back in the oven give it some more work let it bake on 400 degrees for another however long you need it and uh bring it back out later um (laughs) final fantasy origin or lost in paradise quote unquote if that's what you want to call it i don't know what that game wants to be yet that game looks like it has a Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry art style. It wants to be back on 360 and PS3 is what it wants to be. <laughs> that, it wants to be back yes. where it belongs. <laughs> yes, it, it, it definitely does. That's, it, that's, that's the way it comes across. Um, it has Devil May Cry, uh, it has Devil May Cry art style as Dark Souls gameplay, but it's still trying to be Final Fantasy. And then you have this guy that comes onto the scene talking about chaos, 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 like. <laughs> what are y'all doing like uh, like when i think of final fantasy i'm thinking the in-depth magical world that is final fantasy what intrigues me about final fantasy not what you guys presented i i hopefully they're not close to being done because that game also needs to go back in the oven put it on 400 degrees and let it bake for however many months it needs to be baked for uh other than that to kind of wrap it up with nintendo and everything I don't personally care about Nintendo. I do have a Switch in the house. My girls play on it all the time. But to see Sky, I mean, not Sky was sore, but to see Breath of the Wild 2 come out, I did watch the trailer for that. I personally couldn't tell the difference between the first game and the second game. I thought it looked like DLC for the first game when I first saw it. I was like, oh, we're getting some more DLC for Breath of the Wild. Oh, awesome. Uh, But (laughs) it is what it is. Obviously, that game is still far off. I'm surprised that it didn't release a Switch Pro, Switch Plus Pro, whatever the case you want to call it. Uh, But I'm also not surprised. Again, with the chip shortages and everything else that is going on, I feel like with the type of uh, quality assurance Q&A that Nintendo does, they may not be ready to yet present something uh, to the world or to their community or to their consumers just because they want to make sure that when they put it out, that it's has access because already as you see you can't just walk into a store to get a switch now you know what i mean so why would they release a whole nother console with everything that's going on and it'd be questionable whether it's going to sell because i mean you release that switch pro switch plus pro whatever you want to call it switch ultimate with that breath of the wild 2 like they did with the first breath of the wild where they were released for wii u and the switch 
they're going to make killer sales again. That And that's what Nintendo loves to do. They want to make sure that they get those sales from it. So uh, with that being said, uh, that's my E3 wrap up on my end. Again, Microsoft saved it for me. Um, if it wouldn't have been for them, I feel like we would have been having a completely different conversation right now. Uh, the pacing was excellent as far as Ubisoft, Microsoft, uh, and Devolver goes. Uh, those three hit it out of the park for me. I'm I'm okay. I'm not gonna say that I'm upset, but I'm disappointed that Sony doesn't feel enough importance in their consumers to want to show up at E3 anymore. Or if now we're hearing that they're not going to Gamescom, XCOM, or any or any of these other events, you know what I mean? They're gonna do their own thing, and it just kind of turns me off as someone who's interested but just hasn't had a reason yet to invest into that ecosystem and that's upsetting to me uh, the fact that sony does not take their consumers seriously but they're saying but those same consumers are have been breeding or not brooding brooding for competition <laughs> Not breeding, breeding, breeding not breeding. They, they've, been, they've been breeding competition too, but they've been brooding for competition, crying about competition. Microsoft has finally presented that to everyone, not just to us, because I've never lost faith in what Microsoft and Xbox has been able to do, but they've, they're taking gaming seriously, and now Sony isn't on that same front. Do they have to be there? I don't think so per se. They don't need to, but it would be nice to give your consumers something to look forward to because now those same consumers are in these Xbox shows or Nintendo shows or these other different shows looking for titles to say also on PlayStation at the end of the trailer or whatever to have something to talk about. It's all about building that excitement, right? Uh, and that, that also brings up the whole Nintendo thing where they didn't want their consumers or their people the the people that represent them to uh to stream their conference like what like how, how anti cons like how anti-consumer is that you you wanted to to me they wanted to inflate their numbers so that they look good to their stockholders or whoever the case might be oh look at how many people are paying attention to us or whatever the case and i can tell you right now if all the people that represented y'all were able to stream it themselves y'all wouldn't have got those views that y'all got but and that's exactly why you did it but it is what it is we know how nintendo gives it up and gets down other than that man that's my e3 wrap up so and shout a shout out to twitch for standing up to nintendo and saying hey if you're not going to let our streamers stream we ain't streaming your stuff so uh you know that was a big move by twitch to do that uh not a lot of companies stand up to nintendo when it comes to that stuff um at the end of the day is it going to change nintendo probably not nintendo's going to do what nintendo does uh again that's that's how they are they will always want to control their narrative they always want to be uh the the boss of everything that they have um you know and they're not willing to even say hey look we're in 2021 streaming is an important part we'd love to have our friends or our uh our uh, fans celebrate with us by doing a stream and, and by getting excited along with us live on air uh they're not willing to look that way but again shout out to twitch for at least putting out that tweet an hour before the show or whatever it was and saying, Hey, look, Twitch gaming, isn't going to be, uh, isn't going to be streaming this either, even though we have permission to, uh, because we don't feel it's right. So again, big shout out to Twitch, um, you know, for being one of the ones to stand up. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you did a great job steel, uh, uncovering all the basis there with the main stuff that came out of E3. Again, I would, 
I would recommend to anybody who has not had a chance to deep dive some of this stuff yet, uh, make sure you're watching it in 4K, but do not pass up the future game show. Uh, it was a little long, but there was some yeah, really facts, cool facts. stuff. It, uh, it came after the PC show, which is worthless, uh, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, but so a lot of people missed it. Uh, but I know, Steel, you and I, we got to watch it uh, when we did our crossover with Xbox Ultimate, and we were watching yeah. it. And there was some good stuff in there that is coming to console uh, as well. So I, I I recommend everybody go back and watch the future game show um, and check it out. Uh, otherwise, I'll just I'll make a few quick mentions here. Some of the some of the individual titles that really stood out for me. Again, you hit on all the major stuff and major points that I probably would have gone with as well. Um, Stalker Two. Again, people, go watch that in 4K right now uh, after the show, okay? Go go watch Stalker 2 in 4K if you have not had the pleasure of doing that. Uh, that is going to be probably, uh, well, yeah, I'll probably say this. It's probably the first game that fully takes advantage of next gen outside of Flight Sim, um, but Stalker 2 on another level, being that it is a first-person uh, you know, shooter uh, adventure, mm-hmm. Go check out Stalker 2. The, what what the team, what that dev team did from GSC World Games uh, is is something special. And I think as we get closer to launch, that was supposed to launch this year. Uh, they pushed it till April. That means even more polish. That team is talented. And I really do hope Phil is, is, and his uh, team are looking at possible acquisition of those guys because I think that is uh, somebody on the rise. That team was out of, that that whole studio was out of business uh, back in the day, and that's when half the team split off and formed uh, 4A Games, which created Metro, uh, and then the original, uh, the original, um, what do I want to say, uh, the original guy, the, the original, the other half of the original team mm-hmm. uh, still kept talking to each other, tried to form new studios, tried to get Stalker back up and running. It failed a, a couple different times. They finally did get it, um, and they finally came out with it at this point. It's been, uh, God, what has it been? It's been almost 15 years, I think, since the original Stalker, maybe even longer than that at this yeah, point. I think it's been a while, um, yeah. It's been a while. They stuck with it, and they stuck by it. And to have them come out and show out on the biggest stage on Xbox's showcase with how they did with stalker two was mind blowing. Uh, and that, that, that is a triple a game through and through, even though I call it an independent, uh, an indie title. That mm-hmm. is a triple a that could stand toe to toe with any triple a nowadays. So go check out stalker two, uh, replaced, uh, as an indie game that came out of the blue, nobody looking for it, uh, shows up on xbox's stage and looks like last night uh the last night which everybody's been waiting for which has been in development for years and years and years uh by uh tim soret i think his name is uh in his team but everybody thought that's what it was uh and it wasn't it was called replaced uh that 8-bit 2d side scroller style just looks ridiculously good and it was the talk of social media afterwards there was a lot of people talking about how great that game looks and they're looking forward to it um, and then, um, you know, atomic heart, another surprise at the Xbox show atomic heart has been in development for years and years and years and years dropped off the radar. Uh, only if you were really looking for it, did you find some stuff on it? Uh, it started popping up a few months ago again. Um, and all of a sudden it shows up on the Xbox E3 stage and guess what? It's going to be game pass day and date. And again, crazy original IP. It's got a mixture of games by the looks of it. It looks like Bioshock mixed with a million other games. 
but something interesting, a new world to explore. And again, in Game Pass, there's no risk when it comes to that. And that's what I was talking about. There's so much creativity going on right now. Um, you know, those were some of my stands out. Uh, oh, also from Devolver, Trek to Yomi. Uh, go check out Trek to Yomi. Uh, this is a, a 2D uh, uh, game in the vein of like Inside or Limbo, uh, but go but based on a samurai ward uh, world. Uh, go check out Trek to Yomi. Uh, incredible looking graphics. The the backgrounds and then they switch to almost a 3D view for some scenes. Uh, just stunning, stunning stuff. Uh, so go check out Trek to Yomi. Uh, definitely something that should be on people's radar. Um, you know, other than that, uh, Avatar did look good from Ubisoft and from uh, Massive. Um, you know, again, I'll have to wait and see because they're going to a first-person view versus their standard third-person that we've seen them do with, like, the Division. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that team pulls this off. But I am an Avatar fan. I will freely admit that. Uh, I am interested in the world. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eye on that one and see where it goes. Um, I'm not quite sold yet, but it did look beautiful. Snowdrop, uh, the Snowdrop engine is absolutely outstanding um, uh, for visuals. So I really hope they pull this one off. I, do, I am a big fan of Massive. Um, and I want to see them do with them well. And of course, we know they're working on the Star Wars game, too. So they got some big projects in the works. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, again, yes, did Xbox carry E3? Absolutely steal. I can't deny that. I just think that if you dig a little bit deeper, you will find some really cool stuff uh, that we can look forward to uh, down the road uh, and sometimes even the very new future. Um, and so I think that's exciting. Um, ah, one last mention, I gotta say, I think Battlefield shut up a lot of the naysayers out there who were talking about the $70 price point. I know there's still a lot of people that disagree with it. I personally can't agree with the $70 price point. I understand, you know, I understand the dissent there and why people are upset. And I understand about the single player campaign being removed, also upsetting people. I do get it, but I, I gotta give props for dice, uh, to dice and all the other teams working on that game because, uh, what they showed on uh, on Sunday, last Sunday, was, oh my God, wow, we're back. Battlefield is it's going to be only in Battlefield time all over again. And I think that they did a great job of proving a lot of people wrong. Uh, the maps look gigantic. Uh, the crazy chaos that is constantly happening, happening uh, in now back in a modern day setting. Uh, you know, with helicopters, tanks, you name it, and then be able to switch out your, you know, your attachments on the fly, all the little improvements, plus the graphics just looked outstanding, outstanding. Uh, so I think they did a great job. So shout out to them. I'm looking forward to some battlefield on top of, of course, Halo. Uh, you know, again, it, it, as a casual Halo fan, I was still in awe of what they showed. Uh, and that that's a good sign. And I saw a lot of people who weren't into Halo praising it, which is a good sign. Uh, that means that they're hitting the right notes now after last year. So again, 343, Joseph Staten, um, you know, Bonnie Ross, uh, again, has been under a lot of heat. But Joseph Staten seems to have stabilized that team and they are back on track and going to make Halo once again the pillar um, that it always has been. But now they're going to bring it back to life uh, to to its full glory, let's put it that way, by the looks of it. Again, nothing set in stone. We don't know. We haven't seen the game, but just from what they showed us, they're headed in the right direction. So shout out to the Halo team for sure. And then, of course, Forza Horizon 5. Playground is on its way to being 
if not already there as one of the best developers uh, out there. If they pull off Fable and they, uh, again, Forza Horizon 5 turns out to be everything that it looks like it's going to be, you're talking about a studio now that is diverse in what they can create. They were known as a racing studio because of Forza Horizon. If they can bust out of that mold and they can also produce a fable on the level from a technical, you know, from a, a technical standpoint, uh, from a creative standpoint, um, and they can build a world in fable that appeases the fable fans and creates this great RPG that we've known and come to love. Wow, you got one gigantic asset in Playground because that means they now have two different genres that they are producing at the top of the game, right? And that is huge for anything. They they become Xbox's insomniac at that point, right? They, they become that studio that you can count on for putting out multiple t- different styles of games that are award winners, that are critically acclaimed, and that is an asset to your company. I think that Ninja Theory, uh, you know, again, uh, has the potential to uh, take over the Naughty Dog role uh, for Xbox, meaning a studio that that takes longer to develop a, a single title. But when you get that title, it's a game of the year contender. And if what we are seeing, again, through the extended showcase on Thursday, which was awesome, go back and watch the extended showcase for Xbox, if, if they can produce those types of visuals that we're seeing there and there was some in-game assets for people who believe that whole trailer or that whole kind of glimpse into what they've been working on was just, you know, behind the scenes stuff and nothing really in there. If you go back and watch it. There's definitely some in-game stuff assets from UA uh, from Unreal Engine 5 in there. If they can pull this off with, with that and they can make this game bigger than it even was and and give us that third person action adventure that a lot of people have been clamoring for yo they're going to be on the map as the next naughty dog so that that is something that i look forward to as well uh, but just a, a great great showing um again xbox did carry all of e3 but there's a lot of good stuff be excited it is the golden age of gaming and gamers are in for a treat this gen for sure yeah, uh, I mean, like like you said, the, the extended showcase was uh, was was bomb again. Microsoft showing uh, showing you how it should be done. Uh, hit us with the games one show, and then the next show give us a couple shows uh, a couple days later in between, and give us the breakdowns of everything. At least you can't bore people to death. Those who are actually interested in it from whatever they've seen during the showcase uh, can tune in for that and. It could be what it is. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Paris Lilly for hosting that event. Uh, he did a fantastic job. Again, I'm all about the representation for us as gamers, uh, getting that proper representation because we don't get it enough. People that are excited, passionate, and bring the energy that is required to represent the gaming community. Um, and he did it very well. Uh, so I definitely want to give big ups to him. Much love, praises. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. And, uh, and it was excellent. Uh, with that being said, because uh, I got about an hour before I got, I'm going to be on the BitCast myself. Uh, shout out to Ainsley <laughs> yeah. and them. So uh, especially with all the uh, technical issues that we've had today, it's kind of put us behind. But other than that, it's all good. But I definitely wanted to touch on real quick, uh, since we are, I was talking a little bit about Sony and um, them being absent from E3. We're coming to find out what that July 8th, uh, quote unquote is again the rumor time that they're planning to have their showcase, uh, whatever the case might be. 
and to be completely honest, uh, other than seeing uh, titles like God of War, maybe some Gran Turismo, maybe even Horizon, I don't see much else coming out of that. Again, uh, we definitely need Sony to show us what the roadmap is for them. I know that's something that people have always said in the bat in the in the in the past. Oh, Sony always shows us what we're gonna get down the road, and we have a roadmap when these games are gonna come out. Um, I really need to see what's coming out down the road because, again, like I keep saying, they don't have me personally invested yet. Uh, there hasn't been a title to personally have me invested yet. God of War will not do that for me. Ration and Clank will not do that for me. Uh, Last of Us could, but it needs the multiplayer because mm -hmm. it by itself will not do it for me. Again, I do have this mindset for better or for worse, depending on how you want to, how you want to take it, uh, how you want to look at it. I don't like a lot of people say, oh, multiplayer games aren't worth X amount of money. I don't feel story player, uh, single player story games are worth that amount of money either. I have never been the one to sit here and invest in single player only games. I have now since I've got I'm, I'm a little older. I also have more access. Ax uh, Xbox has also opened it up to where I can go back and play games that I hadn't had a chance to touch before. Uh, services like EA Pro on, on PC has allowed me to go back and touch on Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. I did not have to pay any money for that other than my subscription fee other for that. Having all these different access points that I did not have before makes it very different. But I, I've always been of the mind if the single if this your single player game doesn't have some sort of multiplayer game or multiplayer side of it attached to it, I'm not trying to invest into it. I can care less. I'm not that invested. Uh, and it, you have to be doing something extremely different. For example, like the game Forspoken. Forspoken is a title that I would definitely get let me get a PS5 for. But we're also seeing that it's coming to PC also, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again. You know, everybody kind of rides on Xbox about their whole, oh, well, you know, you got Game Pass and it's a rental service and this and the other thing. Would you be mad that if Sony did the same thing? I don't understand that. Uh, I don't understand that at all. I, I would actually be willing to and wanting to see them actually come out July 8th if that's when they're going to do it, quote unquote, and say, hey, this is our plan down the road. This is what we're working on. We want to... We want to compete. We want to give you something that the competition maybe not be, maybe is not offering you. And right now they're not doing much of that. That's what I want to see. I want to see you do something else than uh, streaming your old games or whatever the case might be. I want to have full access to all of the titles. I don't want to just stream those titles. I want to have access to all those titles, be able to download them to a hard drive or whatever the case might be so that I can really build up a backlog or whatever the case or that side. I, I do feel no sony sony doing the game pass like servers would not i don't think it would, i don't consider it being uh exactly like xbox because again they put out two different types of content they always have and that's what makes that's what makes sony great uh because they they understand that and they, and they have the potential to put out excellent games but you have to give more consumers a reason to invest and have a better retention rate than you do right now. Uh, and that's what Xbox and Nintendo have over you is that their retention rate is out the roof. When people invest in Xbox, even over the last decade, if you go look back, people stay within the Xbox ecosystem. They, the services are unmatched. The multiplayer gaming is unmatched. The types of the variety and titles have been unmatched. 
It's just those top of the line products and first party titles that we had uh, we have been missing on that side that Sony has always been able to deliver you guys. But again, for someone like myself who doesn't personally per se care about those types of things, unless you gave me a service, give me access to them. Uh, with you know, at a whatever low cost, whatever the case might be, just you have to give me a reason to want to want to invest, and I haven't seen that yet. And I hopefully they come out um with that show, with their showcase or whatever, show their wares, actually give people a external storage solution, uh, actually give people uh, a reason to want to stay invested within the Sony ecosystem because that's kind of the problem that I'm starting to see now. And I know people are going to be hard-headed all, all, all they want to be, and there's nothing wrong with having multiple platforms either, right? <clears throat> but you have to give reason, you have to give people a reason to stay invested other than you just paying $70 for games. Because uh, obviously we're seeing, just to, again, just to throw that, because people say value or whatever the case might be, you can't say Microsoft giving you 30 games, 27 of them being in Game Pass. At average, let's just say for uh, shits and giggles, those games are $30 a game, knowing that they won't be. Shout out to Fort Board Gaming for doing some of the math on this. Um, 27 games at $30 a pop over two years is, 800, is over $800. Where over that same two years, those 27 games that are coming to Game Pass, you're paying less than $300 for your Game Pass subscription. So who's really getting the value? And that's what's changing the minds of your typical gamer. Those are the conversations that we need to be having. And stop, this whole rental thing needs to get out of people's heads. It's way deeper than that, man. Uh, but other than that, that's just my thoughts on all the whole, because um, the whole Sony PlayStation experience, as they're calling it, or whatever the case might be. I just hope that they bring something to the table that uh, can get, get the hype back started and really, you know, keep this competition moving. Because that's what it's about, right? We can't move gaming forward if there isn't competition. So, yeah. And just to piggyback off of you, still, because you made some great points in there as well. We're, if you're going to read the tea leaves, and again, I know a lot of people out there don't like whatever reason they can't take a step back and look at everything but there's small signs right now that sony is actually being forced to listen a little bit uh mm -hmm. we just had the article come out about jim ryan doing another interview with axios in which he talked about uh crossplay and that they they want to do more crossplay now uh, uh you know and what was just a topic a hot topic uh, past couple weeks was you know or past you know month or whatever it was uh ever since we got the news uh from the uh apple uh, v epic uh court case uh that uh, sony was charging uh uh developers for or publishers i should say for crossplay features uh mm -hmm. because they wanted a piece of the pie and they've been resistant to that right and forever sony Sony got away with that forever. Everybody knew that was out there. Everybody knew Microsoft was the one that was pushing. Phil and his team were pushing for the cross-play features, and Sony was the one that was resistant to it the entire time. And and they never had to answer for it. Right? But all, all of a sudden, you got Jim. All of a sudden, we, you know, everybody in the community is talking about it. It's out there. It's in the public eye because of those court documents. And all of a sudden, Jim Ryan's doing interviews talking about how he wants to support crossplay. And Sony's all about crossplay now. Mm -hmm. Right now, whether that, that means they're going to stop charging people, who knows? But what I'm saying is this is a topic that they would have ignored previously and have ignored previously and just got away with it. But right. now they're they're making a response, right? Another thing that came up in the community – uh, you know, again, Phil Spencer has always congratulated competent, you know, teams that are a competition on great successful launches. 
you know, and he, he congratulated Insomniac mm-hmm. on their successful ratchet and clank, you know, ratchet and clank launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was very public. He did it on Twitter and everybody was like, Hey, this is great. Another, you know, again, we've seen him do it plenty of times, but everybody stood up and took notice and said, look, Phil continues, even though this is competition, even though this is big business, even though, you know, Sony's done some, some, questionable things in the past and and right. and, and stifles uh certain things like crossplay. Phil Stout here congratulating the competition and saying, "Hey, good job guys. You know, great to see it because it's about the industry growing as you were just talking about moving forward steel." And Phil's out here congratulating everybody's like, "Wouldn't that be nice if if Sony would ever show up on social media hmm. and do stuff like this?" Oh, guess what? Herman Holst coming out. Right? Herman Holst all of a sudden shows back up on Twitter and says, "Congratulations." Xbox. Yeah. Congratulations to a great show, right? These are little signs. Again, they might not be big, you know, neon signs pointing, hey, Sony's, you know, Sony's listening, but they're little signs that if you've been studying the industry, if you watch the industry from afar, you understand that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Sony might be feeling Xbox on their tail a little bit here, right? right? All of a sudden that, that, that 120, $140 million or 140 console uh, generation doesn't seem to hold as much water as it once did, because guess what? Every generation, it starts over fresh, right. starts over from scratch. And now game Pass is taking the lead game pass, Microsoft, Xbox. They're starting to change the rules of the game. Whereas Sony was the last gen because they let Xbox stumble out of the gate. They, they changed their whole plans of the PS4 because they saw the reaction to Xbox, right? And so they took the lead. Now, all of a sudden, Sony's starting to feel some of that pressure again. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they decide to start listening to what people are saying. And that's a good thing. Like you said, Steel, that means the competition's working. Right. That means they got to better themselves. That means they got to do better in the long run for their consumers and us as gamers. Because, again, I want to jump back into the PlayStation ecosystem. I do love the PlayStation ecosystem. Again, mm-hmm. my main platform last gen up and through 2018 was the PlayStation 4 for a reason. Right. Right. They got to get that back again. They lost their edge because they were sitting back counting the money. They weren't, they weren't progressing forward and now they're behind and now they got to figure out their, their space, how they're going to carve their space out in this digital age with game pass, taking a, what could eventually become an insurmountable lead just because of the simple fact that Microsoft, I say Microsoft as the corporation has more of the funds and more of all the infrastructure needed to put something like that together than anybody else does right now. And Sony knows that. And Sony's got to figure out how they're going to place themselves and find that whatever they can carve out. Like you said, steel, I'd love for them to do something. They're not going to be able to do a one for one, but I'd love for them to do something. They do have other assets. They do have their movies. They do have their music that they can bundle would definitely would set themselves a little bit apart, but I don't think they're going to do day and date on their big titles. They, they, I don't think they can afford it, but they got to do something and mm-hmm. they got to find what that is going to be. So again, just little signs that Sony is starting to, to, to realize that they can't just sit back and coast through this generation. They're going to have to figure it out fast. Right. So Exactly. Exactly. Uh, again, excellent points, man. I mean, 
It's just, again, we can't say that we want competition uh, and we want gaming to grow and then complain when it starts to happen. Uh, yeah, again, bro. you can't sit sit out here and complain and say, oh, Monopoly, when you don't understand how expansive the actual gaming industry is. If anything, uh, Tencent could be probably closer to Monopoly than Microsoft is right now uh, with as much as they got grouped in to their single house, right? You know what I mean? It's like that clown Embracer car. groups. Embracer, Embracer group, group another closer, one. Closer to a Monopoly than Microsoft. Exactly, exactly. Microsoft is trying to make sure that they keep the consoles relevant. You know what I mean? I, that's, I feel like that's been one of their main plays. I know that people try to say, oh, Microsoft's trying to do everything in the cloud and all that. So that's all important. It's like, no, Microsoft, I mean, Phil is all said that the hardware is also important to them in any way you know what i mean because you have to have a basis they're going to replace those server blades with new consoles making the experience better for the end user in the long run that's the plan you know the faster they can get these series x's produced and to the masses the quicker they can put them in their own server blades so that they can start stepping other things up on their on their back end that's what it's about man so uh with that being said, just to shout out some people in the chat for still being here, locked in and loaded, uh, me working a little bit through, you know, working through the frustration and everything uh, with everything that doing we great, dealt brother. with today. You're doing great, man. Look, man, yeah, shout, out to, shout out to Matt Barnes, 108, Geezer Prime, K-Mega's in the house. I seen him just join in. Potion Sword Run, Six Slayer. Uh, who else we got in here? Who else we got? In? We got Dreadpool was in here. Rain in the Third High, always good to see you. Chris Jones. Back in it, new type Gunpla Tempest. What's going on, my guy? Chase Jones. What's going on? Who else? Who else we got in here? We got Muppet in here. Muppet's always a good face to see in here. Boogeyman was yeah. in here. He said he was full from his breakfast. Got a little good little breakfast in. Uh, that's awesome to hear, man. ATL. Who else? Who else we got? Anybody else is in here that I might have not mentioned? I know I seen Smitty in here earlier. Smitty Smith, shout shout out. Uh, I think I saw Joe Dunmore in here earlier. Shout out to oh, him. Yeah. Um, if you're in here, man, just say what's up in the chat. Let us know that you're still locked and loaded. Uh, we're gonna try to move through this uh, so that I don't end up. Uh, so we I don't end yeah. up late. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. we got to get you out of here, brother. We got to uh, get you out of here. But no, but no biggie because this 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 is this this next topic is something that I do want to talk about um, because I feel like it's an issue again for us as gamers and not only uh, us as gamers but also again for the women for the the women gamers you know what i mean and that's the whole twitch debacle that we got going on right now uh twitch you know i made a comment at the beginning of the stream saying uh twitch is kind of turning into like a porn site or whatever the case might be soft porn if, if we want to call it um we're not, nobody's doing anything for real but they're doing these asmr videos and putting horse heads on and pigeon heads on and making these weird noises in the mic and bikinis and bent over and just doing things that i don't personally think should be on twitch which is supposed to be our gaming platform uh, where people have access to watch other gamers and get this, uh, get an aspect. And, and it's technically 13 plus, right? Yes. And it's, and it's technically 13 plus, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. I just do not think that Twitch is the platform to be doing a lot of this crazy shit on. And the fact that it's not, I know that 
We can say that sex sells all it wants to. That's great. I mean, the biggest reason we have the internet is because of porn. So, it, I mean, it is what it is on that aspect. But there's also places for this. Um, I saw a lady making this video saying, look, man, y'all do what y'all do. Y'all looking good doing it. But there's other places that y'all can be doing this. Uh, y'all got OnlyFans. You got all these other porn websites that you could be going on. And you're doing it on our gaming platform where we're trying to, you know, give people and show people the life on what gaming actually is there's too many people who still to this day see gamers as corny see gamers as childish see gamers that as that we can't be taken serious but we all know who those who are heavily invested in the gaming know that gaming has saved lives gaming has helped out people that have had health issues whether whether it been uh motor skills or so many other things, uh, mental issues or whatever the case might be, along with being an escape for those who are having a hard time with anxiety or just on their day to day uh, in their day to day lives. Right. Uh, giving that per giving people an escape to get to and have fun with. And more and more, um, as we constantly talk here, people are constantly showing the misrepresentation for what we are as gamers. And it's become more and more sad by the day. The fact that this has been allowed is uh, just absurd to me now at the end of the day it kind of is what it is but at the same point when is enough enough when what needs to happen so that we can start to cater our content for our people right uh again i think it's extremely weird i think it's strange it just seems like people are getting away or taking advantage of a space um and taking eyes away from a space that it shouldn't be, but at the same time, I can't just blame them because you got these horny dudes or guys who just can't get pussy, apparently. I don't know what it is who pay attention to this type of shit. And just to see, again, just to see it more and more happening within our gaming universe, it's, it's turned, again, adding that extra stigma that we do not need. Gaming is the number one entertainment business throughout the world and the only entertainment business that still gets looked at as childish and is a waste of time when we all know that those aren't the cases oh i kind of wanted i wanted to get not kind of i wanted to get your input on that uh it's just something that kind of rung home with me because it bothered me a little bit man because again uh we do this we started living split screen because we wanted to give people proper representation of what gamers are you know not being consular centric not uh talking about specific things if we if we can help it and just overall keeping it about the games and what gamers are really about right uh whether it be you with a variety of games that you like to touch on or me where i try to go a little more hardcore you know what i mean and giving you that competitive multiplayer side of it or whatever the case which i Call also me know a casual. That you're no you're not a casual, Call me a casual. you're definitely not a casual you're way you're way too <laughs> invested you're way too invested and i'm not going to be one of these guys that be like oh you don't finish games so you're a nobody you know what i mean like the conversation is deeper than that for me like you yeah. you have to actually understand people before you just start talking about them right uh instead of, of, instead of having these misconceived prenomers or whatever case but how do you feel about our gaming platforms kind of being taken advantage of and not not only that but uh continuously getting this uh, this negative light shown on it. Uh, are you are you into into this Twitch porn, man? What's going on? I'm sorry, I was watching a girl with a horse head on. Uh, 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 a no, horse head uh, in a hot no. tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, look, look. 
this is this is why the slippery slope argument is valid. Uh, people like to cancel uh, the 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 people's discussions by saying you can't use the slippery slope. That is not a valid point to make, but it is. We talked about this um, before. Anytime you open something up uh, to an idea, human nature is going to be to take it a step further. Yeah. And so you have to be very picky and choosy when it comes to especially like a platform like Twitch or YouTube or anywhere else as, as to what is going to be acceptable mm-hmm. on that platform. Again, I'm a huge freedom of speech guy. I'm all about it. If people want to sell themselves more power to you, I don't care. Right. That that's none of my business. What right. you do. Exactly. None of my that's business. Not the point. Okay. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point. The point being is Twitch was specifically set up for a sole purpose. Now our, our business is allowed to expand their original ideas. Absolutely. Of course they are. But when you allow something that should, again, believe that I'm correct that that Twitch is considered 13 plus when you allow stuff like this to enter your space you are now talking about changing fundamentally what you created that space for right and once you allow hot tubs once you allow bikinis once you allow a certain level of skin to be shown yes okay people are going to take the next step now you always have to be on the lookout for what's coming down the road. Everybody right. saw has seen ASMR grow, right? Yes. Then it turned from ASMR into live ASMR, where yes. not you weren't just getting the sound, but then you were getting the visuals as well, right? And so this is what people are going to do. They're going to take it to the next level. They're going to look at all of your rules, and they're going to bend those rules and walk into the gray area as much as possible because it's human nature, and you wind up with this kind of stuff on your platform, which is unacceptable based upon what you started this as. If you want to say, look, Twitch started out as a gaming streaming service. Guess what? We are now not a gaming streaming service. We are now expanding out. Great. Fine. So do it. Yeah. Fine. We're, we're, we're going to promote this stuff. That's fine. That's cool with me. (laughs) Right. We're YouTube now, but guess what? Now we're going to make it 18 plus. Cool. Fine. You want to change that whole business model, but no, 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 no. Twitch is trying to eat their cake at the same time. They know where the money makers come from and they're unwilling to stop this because it is making them a ton of money. I have a problem with it. I think it should be in a totally separate space. I think Twitch needs to create a whole separate channel. Whatever you want to call it care what it's what what it's called twitch after dark i don't i don't care what you call it but it needs to be separated from this because like you said steel it is now interfering with what twitch is mainly used for it is now causing people like like this girl i i also watched the video i forget her name yeah Uh, she went on she went on a nice rant uh it was uh, most people were very supportive of the rant because she stated clearly I'm not I'm not downing the women who want to do this. I'm not right. downing the people who want to do this. The They're making their money. Go get your money. Go get your money. This is not the point. But there is a huge portion of Twitch that is there to do gaming stuff, to yes. stream video games, to talk about video games, to engage with the community that way. And you have this 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 kind of uh, 
oily, greasy kind of area that is now bleeding into everybody else's content. And that takes away from the content creators who made your platform in the first place what it is who are now sullying them with this content. Because now, like you said, Steel, there are so many people out there still look at the game industry in a certain light now we've broken through a lot of barriers we've got a lot of more barriers to break through i get it but now when people go oh well twitch streaming yeah i've heard about that they, they do a lot of gaming i'm gonna go check out this gaming uh you know yeah. streaming site i'm gonna go watch some people and i want to see what this is about and the first thing that they see is girls and bikinis. girls oh girls in bikinis and hot tubs oh god and, or you see a girl with a horse head on doing some crazy head butting the mic like with ASL. Okay. Oh my God, dog. Like, do you think that person, do you think that person is going to actually take the time to go look at the issues and go find out what this is all about? No, they've already made up their mind. What Twitch is. They've oh yeah. already made up their mind that gamers are, are freaking out of their minds, that they're still childish, that they're still immature, that this is still what the majority are like. <laughs> hey, and, that and that we all like tentacle porn. <laughs> right, right. We're all, we're all in our parents' basements, right? We're, we're, we're all, you know, again, out of shape, just, all we do is sit in front of our TV or PCs all day. Yeah. This is all we do. We have no life and we have to turn to a Twitch to, to, to get our rocks off. Right. That, that, that's what is instantly thought of when somebody goes and sees this garbage. And so you got as Twitch being one of the main platforms out there uh, as one of, of the leaders in the industry, when it comes to streaming, yeah. they've got to make the decision, the responsible to decision to say, Hey, understand we're going to move all of this stuff to a totally separate location. Everybody else gets to stay here. You guys made us what we are, but we are going to have the separate channel. You're going to have to go over there to see this stuff. We're no longer going to promote this here. That's what they need to do. I'm totally in agreement with you, Steele. It is a big, gigantic issue. Yes, sex sells. It always will. Right. It, it, it's, it's really hard, Steele. This is a hard conversation to have because, again, and I, I and I, I don't want to stereotype genders, but obviously we know because it happens everywhere. Again, and to a lesser degree as well, women especially, but we all know as being males that we are visual human beings and yes. that we do. This is, again, there's always going to be that immature side to us yeah. when it comes to this stuff. And as a society, because of the way that America has treated this stuff, we're always going to have that in us and sex will always sell right um and and you see that with the only fans now you see that with the porn industry that continues to still just be gigantic crazy mm -hmm. gigantic it's always going to be there and it's hard to have these conversations because you have all of this promotion of that stuff even from you know females they consider it empowering to to you know do this stuff that if you want to do only hey more power to you they consider that but then we have this stuff show up and then it's oh, why are guys like this, right? Why why yeah. are guys? Well, okay, we've got two messages going on yeah. here, right? So that's, that, yeah. that, that's a hard hard conversation. But again, since we're solely focused on Twitch, yes, I, I think it's awful for the industry as a whole. I think it, uh, Twitch needs to make the responsible decision to move it, either remove it completely and say, hey, we're just going back to straight gaming, which I know they won't do because yeah. again, it's a money maker. Fine, it's business. Move it, Traction. move it off of it and stop it. 
Well, at the bare minimum, at least if if you're going to allow it, take it off the main page. That's the that's the thing. That's the main thing about it. When you go to the website, it's what's on the main page. Like it's promoted. Yeah, it's it's promoted. Like at least hide it or something. Like I understand you like you making money off of getting the stream, the people clicking on the site and and everything else, and people getting involved. But it's like, dude, that's not what this platform was created for. You know what I mean? You have YouTube for that. And even YouTube doesn't allow that. YouTube will not allow you to get on there damn near butt ass naked and in a bikini or whatever and stream and stream games typically. Now, can you again can you feel find yourself in that gray area? Yeah, it happens. It was is what it is. You can't prevent everything. But most of the time your YouTube is curated towards whatever you tend to look up. So if that's what you're looking up, then of course you're gonna find it. I mean shit. But if that's not what you're looking up, it's not like it's displayed on the main page of YouTube so you that you can see it. You know what I mean? At least from what I have seen. Now I could be ignorant in that fact, but who knows? I just feel like it it, it was something that it was something that bothered me that it kind of hit home with me because we're constantly we're constantly seeing it, man. Uh, again, that's still, 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 still. We didn't even talk uh, about the new sensation of farting into the mic. That, oh that's my a thing. goodness gracious! <laughs> and then you got these, you got these other, you got this other, these. You got other people farting into the mic and calling it ASMR, bro. Like, why? Why is this on Twitch? Like, why? Why do people? You're subbing to this. You're liking it. You're you're getting you're getting it traction. You're putting like do you, let me. I need y'all to really close your eyes and listen to me. Can you imagine someone putting a horse head on, some kind of figurative head on, and headbutting a microphone and making weird noises? Can you imagine that? Can, is that just something that you would just like happen like in your wildest imagination? Is that just something that you would just like? Yeah, that's I can see that on Twitch. That's amazing. No, man. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And the fact that it's like it's not being curated is a problem to me. Like, look again. Like, like we said, I don't care. I don't care how you get in your money. I don't care. I understand that sex sells. It is what it is. Whether you're a guy or a female, if you're attractive, people are going to look. It is what it is. But as a gaming platform, as I consider Twitch, at least curate it or something. It does not need to be on the main page. Hide it away. Again, you have so many people that access these sites. This isn't YouTube where I can I can see that on YouTube. People like to do weird shit on YouTube all the time. But like on your gaming platform, something that is baked into your hardware that you can literally pull up and look up any game that you ever want to check out or check out a uh, gameplay for whatever the case might be. It's just weird to me, man. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's me. There's weird people everywhere. It is what it is. I just, I felt passionate about it. So I wanted to bring some, some attention to it. Cause again, Big brother. I'm all about, we created this platform at Living Split Screen to be about the gamers because we're passionate about gaming, right? And to kind of give, or not even kind of, but to give better representation of what gamers are, not all this corny console war BS, oh, all this constant constant bickering that people do within each other and unable to have conversations. Me and Pong continuously get on here two hours plus and give you guys content because we're passionate about this. You know what I mean? Because we care. I mean, like the whole reason I'm frustrated about the entire stream today is because I care about it. You know what I mean? It's like 
It's like not only that I feel like I let my like letting myself down or whatever the case might be. It's like I'm letting the people down that are paying attention because I know y'all like y'all y'all enjoying or whatever. I mean, yeah, things happen, but it's like when you're passionate about something, you're going to display that passion. You're going to show that passion, and you're going to want to make sure that the people understand what you stand for, not all this other BS that constantly is con is going on throughout the world. You know what I mean? We have so many other big problems that we should be dealing with other than us arguing and gaming. Unless we can have, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having disagreements. And you're, you're not going to agree on everything. Humans can't agree on one single thing ever. You know what I mean? But it's a different thing when you can have a conversation and say, hey, uh, you know, you may not agree, but let's agree to disagree. And I feel like that's something that's important. So um, with that being said, look, we're getting towards the uh, the end of the show. Oh, we got to get you out of here, brother. We got to get you out of here. So. <laughs> uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. Through everything, again, I appreciate everybody for being here. Much love. Uh, the show it hasn't been the smoothest as possible. Hopefully on the replay, it ends up being a little smoother, uh, coming across a little better. Uh, so for those who are watching it on the replay, I appreciate you for sticking it out and hearing all the craziness, whatever the case might be. But we're here. We're coming at you live, raw, and uncut. As I usually say, it fits into the... Uh, you know it fits into the whole uh memento of what we're doing you know what i mean giving you that authenticity giving you that organ organic nature and overall giving the representation that i that i feel that only me and pong can bring you uh with that being said let's get into the this day in gaming segment or as pong likes to call it make me feel old <laughs> you do you do every single freaking time man let's go let's go hey, let's go hey. I, I haven't had my daily dose yet let's ha do that. have your da daily dose of feeling old look again as i always explain the whole point of this segment is to bring light to games from the past um to invoke those emotions, those memories that people may not remember. Uh, again, we might talk about a game that sparked memories with your kids or that you just might remember from your childhood uh, that gets sparked right back up. Or even if not, maybe you're a newer gamer um, and you are born in the 2000s or whatever the case might be. And you might not know of some of these games and you want to go back and maybe check out some gameplay and see where we have come from because I feel like that's important. Uh, we forget where we have come from as gamers a lot of the time and to be able to treat gaming as art as it should be treated is something that's extremely important. Again, I always shout out to the homie Everborn Saga, who has been a main proponent of making sure that that is understood with the people with the people within the people that gaming is art and should be treated as such so with that being said i'm going to swap over to full screen lss uh and let's see if i can get this uh get this to come up now nah, i don't need the the chat i don't need the chat to come up lord <laughs> but let, let's see if i can get it get it to come up here here in a second giving me some issues right here at the moment bye out there it goes excellent excellent so here we go. This day in gaming, June 19th. We're going back, uh, like I said before, we go within the 30 years of gaming and kind of just make help you reminisce on some things and show you what you might have missed within these last few decades. So to start off with, in 1988, Sega Master System, one of the most popular games and one of the hardcore games, people like to talk about Souls games, Shinobi released in Japan on the Sega Master System. That, that might bring some memories back for some people. Um, I remember playing it uh, through emulators as I was coming up. So y'all may have a better experience. How about you, Pong? You remember Shinobi? 
Of course I do, man. (laughs) Absolutely, brother. It was uh, uh, extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. But right out the gates, you're making me feel old. See how you do this? (laughs) 33 years ago, bro. 33 years ago, Uh, man. Reminiscent. There's good memories there. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, as we move forward to 2007, crazy how we go from 88 to 2007 in this day in gaming. Uh, PlayStation 2 released Raw Danger. I'm not familiar with that title, so it is what it is. Um, then on Wii, they released Resident Evil 4, the Wii edition. Uh, I'm pretty sure um, I know why they called it the Wii edition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, on the DS, they released Transformers Autobots. I've always been a fan of the Transformers series as far as video games go. Uh, just being able to transform it between uh, being an actual robot to being in a vehicle or whatever the case might be. I always, I always like that concept. I actually think they should bring that back in the current There hasn't been consoles. many good ones, but uh, they had one. They had one last gen. Yeah, they had definitely uh, had one good. last gen. Yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Good. Yep. All right. Then as we move forward, 2008, the we relu- the we released the we released mm-hmm. Mario Super Sluggers in Japan. Uh, baseball game. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. I think I'm I, I, think I rem- uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm assuming that it sounds like it. I mean, usually when you talk about a slugger, that's what it is. Um, DS released Princess Debut in Japan. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one either. Oh, well, idea. All right, and then on the PSP, you got Super Robot Tizen, a portable, and that released in Japan. All right, then we move into a year later, 2009, the Wii released One Piece, all unlimited, who, excuse me, unlimited cruise, one, the treasure beneath the waves. I'm unfamiliar with that title, but again, I'm not a fan of One Piece, so that could probably be I like why. One Piece, thank you. Hey, I, I, I know how delicious you like it. Uh, you, you think One Piece is. <laughs> um, in 2010 uh, the DS released Ghost Trick Phantom Detective there you go I know some of y'all might like that be into that uh, then in 2011 the 3DS I actually didn't know they, that they re-released this um, well they, they released it on this uh, they released The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D it's crazy to think about man i remember playing ocarina of time on the nintendo 64 and having an amazing time you know what i mean between ocarina of time and majora's mask is still my best two zelda titles of all times uh as we move forward 2012 you had uh on the 3ds ds pc playstation 3 the playstation <laughs> vita the wii and the xbox 360 for those oh, of y'all who love it Lego, Lego yep. Batman 2, DC superheroes. And again, I'm pretty sure I've said this before. Game. But the Lego series, as far as like Solid. when they do Star Wars or they do DC or they do Marvel, they're actually solid games. Oh, Indiana, Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Oh, they're man, actually they're solid amazing. games, right? I said all of them. All of them are really solid titles. So honestly, the only one I never got into was Lego uh, City. Oh, okay, that, okay. that was the only yeah. one I couldn't really. But but all the Lego games, hell yeah, man, they're just a good time to sit down. Especially when my kiddo was younger, man, sitting down with him playing co-op uh, was was amazing. It, yeah. it really is a good time for sure. Hell yeah, facts, facts. I I, I agree. Um, then as we move forward to 2013 on the Wii U, you had new Super Luigi U. I remember when that released. Wasn't interested in it, but I don't remember when that released. All right, I had to get a little sip of coffee right there. 2014 on the DS, they released Fashion Tycoon. Hey. I like the Tycoon games, but 
There you I go, don't Paul. know about fashion. I don't know about fashion. <laughs> I don't know about fashion. Give me railroads. Give me all that stuff. Give me, you know, theme parks. Give me all that. But uh, fashion, I don't know, man. I don't know. Facts, facts. Um, then on the uh, iOS, iPhone, and iPad, they released Lego Marvel Superheroes Universe in Peril. It's a, it's a could have been an interesting title. I'm not much of a phone player myself. I still can't get into it, man. Every time that I try out XCloud, this is a specific type of game other than me not having great connection with it um, here recently. I just, it's hard to play on a phone, man. When you've been playing on like on TVs and monitors for so long, it's like bringing it down to the phone, unless you're literally on the go, it's, it's hard to get into, but I can see why people love it. So, uh 2018 playstation 4 released the exorcist legion vr um that's not a game that i would ever play just to let you guys know you can say that i'm a scaredy cat or whatever the case might be but i'm not trying to play anything that has the exorcist or some scary shit in vr i'm just not about that life you know what i mean it is what it is i'll play halo in vr that sounds amazing no me brother i'm a coward now so it, i never will touch a vr horror and, and again the reasons in in the surprisingly the reasons aren't because aren't because i'm a coward the reasons are more so because i've seen some shit in my life that some may not believe but that's a whole different conversation so <laughs> uh, i'm kind of wary when it comes to these to the scarier game but i appreciate everybody that enjoys them they're here for a reason um then the playstation 4 also released the lost child uh, for those who are familiar with that, I'm unfamiliar with The Lost Child. That's, uh, that's the Golden Child sequel, I think. Okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> it could be. Uh, the, <laughs> it could be the Golden Girl sequel. Who knows? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star, starring Eddie Murphy. Yes. That, that's excellent, excellent. Happened. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. 2019, there's a, a game that I know you'll love, Get Pong. Uh, on PC, they released Monster Girl Island, the prologue. It's good to me. Monster Girl is a great series. Let's go. See, go. I, I knew. I, see, I knew you were. You, you would know something about that. See, um, I don't know anything <laughs> about that. I can assume what it is because I do know the Monster Girl. There is a Monster Girl. But anyways, yes. Continue on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, then in 2020 on Android, they they released Tales of Crestoria, and then uh, on PlayStation 4, they released The Last of Us Part Two. That's crazy that to think about. That's, cra that's crazy to think about, right? Well, there's only one Last of Us. He said there's only one Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to, to me, I agree with you so far because it's the only one that has a multiplayer that I actually thoroughly enjoy. And I, I still stay to this day. La that Last of Us story, along with that multiplayer, is, was some of the most greatest gameplay, uh, story, and especially the story-driven side of it was some of the greatest content that I've experienced to this date. Um, once Last of Us 2 gets that multiplayer, or even if it doesn't, I'll be playing factions when it comes out. So it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but with that being said, that is your This Day in Gaming segment. Again, where we go You're back. Old. Thank you. Yes, you did. <laughs> where we go back within the last few decades of gaming and basically bring light to it, bring those memories, invoke those uh, past thoughts that you might have had about these games, past experiences, and overall treat gaming like art as it should be treated. With that being said, Pong, through sure. everything that we had to go through today, man. Uh, yeah, man. We still pulled it out. Seemed to be a, still a solid, excellent, uh, solid show overall. Um, I'm going to be going uh, some places here soon. While I'll include that in my outro. But Pong, man, 
I want you to be able to let the people know how you felt about the show overall, how uh, and where the people can find you if they uh, feel searching for you, man. Yeah, another great show, Steel. Of course, we fought through it, brother. This is what we do, man. Hey, you know, again, again, going live, this is what you have to deal with. You you hope that every show is going to be perfect and you hope that everything's going to work out from a from from a technology standpoint, but it always doesn't, man. That's just the way things are, unfortunately. But man, we did battle through it. I appreciate you, brother, for sticking it out because I know how frustrating this is for you. And I totally, totally get it. Um, you know, get it completely where you come from. Um, and, and I'm just thankful uh, that that you do what you do in the background and you get everything back up and running and we can finish off the show. And, and again, chat for everybody who ever showed up during this stream, uh, if right. you had to leave because of things that were going on, we we totally understand. Appreciate you for showing up, um, you know, and for everybody that stuck it out or showed up later, man, we love you guys, man. Again, right. week in, week out, we are consistent. We still want to continue to grow here, but we have a fantastic base of people with us each and every week. Uh, uh, that's why we wanted to do this. Steele and I want to get to the top. He constantly says it. Nice. I agree with him 100%. We want to take this and make this as big as possible. But again, it isn't about the numbers for us. It's about getting on here each and every week on a Saturday morning and hanging out with other people who enjoy this industry and have as much passion about this industry as we do. Right. And that's what it's all about. And that's why we came here to do this. Uh, and that's why we, we're on episode 13 already, which is insane is. to me. Uh, but we are here each and every week as well because we want to be. Uh, again, I get excited. I, I DM, I DM Steel last night before Xbox Ultimate went live and before he went live with uh, K Mega and GRG. And I said, and I can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I'm already pumped about it. Like, even like as busy as steel and I get during the week and we don't get the game as much together or talk as much as together. We always know we have Saturday as our time and yeah. that's, it, it, it does get me excited. So again, thank you all for uh, being here and sharing this with us. We love you all. Just nothing but respect uh, for each and every single one of you. So thank you again. Um, you guys can find me pong soul everywhere. You know, the drill Xbox, Twitter, uh, you know, again, hit me up. Uh, I'm always about it. Just uh, follow me. I'll follow you back. We could talk. Uh, people hit me up in the DMs all the time. I'm always down for it. Um, you know, no matter what, I can't. I, you know, I don't have as much time as I did last year, but I still have plenty of time and make time for people who hit me up. So thank you so much again for that. Um, today, later today, uh, you can find me at 108 Dragons TV. Shout out to Lennox Six Slayer. Uh, PK uh, and the crew over there. I will be over there. Special time today, uh, five, uh, six o'clock Eastern, uh, five o'clock Central. So 108 Dragons TV, great place to be. If you're not already following him, if you're not already subbed to him, go do that too. Awesome, dude. You talk about energy and passion. We're all cut from the same mold, and he's a real one. So go right. check him out. Um, I'll be there today, tonight. The Shop Podcast, PTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, Stagorilla, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock such time. I will be there. So I got a triple header today. And I've done a lot of podcasting this past week, man. It's been crazy <laughs> fun. Yeah. Uh, and man. then next, 
Yeah, it has been. It, it, like, out of the blue stuff, too. Like, RDX is completely out of the blue. Had no idea I was going to be on there. Uh, so, you know, just stuff like that happening. It's, it's been a fun week because E3 hype is real. Uh, next Tuesday is going to be a special Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central. Mr. Boomstick, you know him. Um, Zemi Games, uh, possibly 3-bit. Myself, but we are having a crossover with the Xbox 2. Rand Althor, that's Ooh. right. The man with a million. And man from Windows Central, Jez Corden, are going to be on the Xbox Factor podcast. We're going to have a great discussion there. You know that already. Those two are the real deal. They bring it every time. They've got the information. They know what they're talking about. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun show. Uh, And then back at it next Friday night uh, with, uh, obviously, Xbox Ultimate Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, his beautiful wife, Caitlin, and the rest of the Magnificent Seven, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Again, for you guys that don't know, Fridays is two tab Friday. Two tab, two tab Friday. That's right, because you got to hit up Steel, and he'll talk about it over on GRG, and you got to have the Xbox Ultimate up. You got to be listening to both of us back and forth. It doesn't matter however you want to do it. It's a two tab Friday. So make sure you're there. But love you all. Thank you so much. Another great show. Episode 13 in the books. Despite all the issues, we got it done. We provided another awesome show. I had a great time. Thank you again, Steel. Thank you again, chat. And uh, again, guess what, guys? Enjoy your weekend. Uh, All the fathers out there, like myself, like Steel, happy Father's Day. Enjoy your day. But you know what? Get some gaming in. Play what you love. Love what you play. And we will talk to you again real soon. That's a fact, man. Uh, And with me, look, you can find me. I still rain I everywhere. The T is a seven. Anywhere there's a search bar, type that in. You should be able to find me. Xbox, PlayStation, PC, uh, anywhere, man. Twitter, look me up. I'm there. Come find me. Hit me in the DMs. Let's have some conversation. Let's talk. Let's talk about gaming overall. If you got any suggestions, man, on how we can make the show better, how we can improve as hosts, uh, or whatever the case might be, just let us know. If you got ideas or things that you want to talk about. Let us know. We can talk about it in chat. We don't have to talk about everything that per- that happened throughout the week. We could always throw in a random topic or whatever the case might be. I think that could keep things interesting. But that's completely up to y'all. Look, man, every Friday night, 8 p.m. Central, as Pong said, two tab Fridays. Come catch me on the GRG with Gamers Recognize Game with King K Mega and the roundtable of greats that continuously bring that live raw and uncut passion that they do uh, within that show. And then on Saturday mornings, living split screen at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, me and Pong will sit here and constantly give you our authentic, organic approaches to everything that is going on within the gaming hemisphere. Uh, we are a non-consular-centric platform. We try to talk about everything that's going on uh, within the gaming space. And again, uh, we just want to bring better representation to gamers, bring the energy, uh, again, bring the passion that I feel like is very lacking in the space that we are within. With that being said, I'll also, within the next 10 minutes, be on the BitCast with Porsche Power himself, a.k.a. Ainsley, where we're going to be getting into it, talking more about some E3s, getting some uh, exciting things off the dome. And, yo, catch me there, get locked in, hit that tab, go ahead and open it up, get in the chats, let's get live. Uh, other than that, chat. Again, I greatly appreciate you for sticking out to all the issues that we had today, uh, whether it was us going back into the past, uh, you know, or (laughs) uh, 
the uh, stream randomly cutting off. It is what it is. Things happen. Um, we're past it. I'm in better lights. And so it, it is what it is. Pong, another excellent show to, to be on with you again every Saturday. It's always a, a, a blessing to be on here with you. Talking, Go on, brother. Talking about what we talk about. Again, it's the, it's the space that allows us to really dive, uh, dive deep into uh, topics that we like to talk about or whatever the case might be. Because as you see, me and Pong could do some talking. <laughs> With that being said, um, hit that like button on your way out. Share it out. Sub. Share. Show it to your grandma. Show it to your dad. Show it to uh, your girlfriend or whoever you need to show it to. Show it to your kids as you uh, hopefully your kids make you some fantastic breakfast on this fantastic Father's Day this Sunday. And uh, Pong, man, I also want to say happy Father's Day to you. I'll probably end up speaking to you again uh, before then, but man much love to all the followers out there man and again much love to all the gamers uh like paul says play what you love love what you play and like i say keep it live raw and uncut and other than that living split screens out baby much love later all <laughs>